This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my cat-loving friends. This is Linda Hall, co-host of 19 Cats and Counting. And we are so excited. We are. We have been watching Pam Roussel from afar. And we've often said, we'd like to talk to her. And then we worked with a couple of clients who just swore by her up and down and what she does with animal communication and holistic healing and feeding. And oh, we can't wait to get started. So we're going to take a break for this ad and we will be right back and get moving. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall, here with my lovely BFF, my blonde better half, and according (laughs) to my husband, my work wife, Rita Reimers. I'm here here with uh, Mr. Dexter, who is trying to knock over my microphone. Well, since the name of the show is 19 Cats and Counting, we're still counting backwards. Yeah, I lost another kitty, so we're down to 16 cupcake. But it was definitely time. That whole litter, I had four from the same litter. Three of them have passed. I just have one left. They were young when they passed, 12. We need to talk to Pam about cancer. We do. Because nobody else has issues. So let's grab her. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us today. We really wanted to talk to you. I know. We do. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for asking me to be here. Oh, we, you know, we want to learn and we want to share it with everybody else. So this is the opportunity to get both of those done all in the same sitting, right? That we first heard about Pam from Two Crazy Cat Ladies, right? Yes. Yes. And you know, we kind of adore them and hang on their every word. So when they say we love somebody, we got to check that out. <laughs> but uh, you are a board certified holistic health practitioner. Bless you. In our behavior practice, We are not against medication. There are times you're going to need medication from your vet, but we always try to hit the holistic options, which often will take care of it before we need to put a cat on Prozac for the rest of its life, et cetera. So we love what you're doing. Tell us, tell us the who, what, why, where, when and how? Yeah, that's <gasps> oh, it. Oh, who is that? Yeah, we have an interview with the cat. <laughs> of course. For those of you who are listening on the beautiful. podcast who cannot see, that Hi. is the most beautiful cat Pam is holding. <gasps> she's such a mess. Of course, oh. she's 
why is she acting shy now? Exactly. <laughs> I can't be on camera. I'm the hiding camera. my mom. Exactly. The <laughs> yeah, camera. That's so funny. That's my baby girl, Aylin. She's kind of the, become one of the faces of Perfectly Holistic because she's just so darn cute. And yeah. she's a handful sometimes. Aren't they all? <laughs> we all have some of those. Yeah, we have some of those, especially yeah. considering that I have 12 cats in my home and Rita has 16. We have a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. I used to have 20. I used to have 20, but no, I'm not, I'm not, neither one of us can take in anymore. That's why we now run the nonprofit Cat Behavior Alliance so that we can, the hope is build a forever sanctuary for the seniors and the other cats that often get overlooked. Yeah. I love that. So tell us more about what you do. Yes. Thank you. Well, I am so blessed to have a, have found my life purpose a few years ago. I have a passion for holistic health for myself that came out of an injury that would not heal with conventional medicine. So I was forced to look outside of the box, so to speak, and found Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And what would have led me down a road to surgery. Instead, I was healed in eight weeks. And my acupuncture said, Oh, you don't need to come back. And I looked at her like, what? (laughs) What doctor tells a patient they don't need to come back? It was so weird. Right. I was so excited because I had my foot healed 100%. And so that just kind of opened a can of worms and started me on this journey of learning. Okay, what else do I need to learn? That was really cool. That works. I got into naturopathy and ironically, not for myself initially, but for my cats because the vet couldn't help them. And so, you know, these chronic conditions, oh, we just need a drug. Oh, you're going to have to put them on, you know, meds for the rest of their life. Oh, we don't know why this happens. It's called idiopathic. Oh, we don't know. You know, and I was like, no. I'm seeing results over here with naturopathy and health and muscle testing. And I know that works. So I'm taking my cat over there. And sure enough, they figured out what the problem was. They gave herbs or homeopathy or whatever that I used for that and it worked. I was like, holy cow, this is really cool. And so I just began to continue learning. And every time my cats presented me with an opportunity to learn, you know how they do that. <laughs> with an illness or whatever it is that's going on in their lives. It's like, Oh mom, you need this learn this lesson now. So it was just a constant, you know, I had six cats at the time. So I had a lot of teachers. And so there's always something to learn and coming up. And so I just kept practicing, you know, practicing what putting into place what I have learned for myself and for the human world and taking those same practices, applications, theories, philosophies, whatever, and applied them toward cats and got really, really great results. And so I was working full time in another industry. And one of my cats died unexpectedly after receiving a round of vaccines that were required for boarding that I was not happy to do. And, you know, because I learned many years prior that you don't need to keep revaccinating cats over and over and over again. And I think that's one of the reasons he had some issues. But that is what prompted me or pushed me into a new way of thinking and realizing that I could have a platform and teach other people what I've learned and just share information and help them not make the same mistakes that I used to do and just give them some tools 
give them tools in their whole in a toolkit that is outside of the proverbial box of conventional veterinary medicine when those don't work anymore what else is there because so many people have just felt helpless and you know they're just like i don't know what else to do and they're resigning themselves to putting their cats on a lifetime of prednisolone and just masking a symptom you know or it's really just because they don't know they don't know what they don't know correct and that's yes. one of my favorite expressions is you don't know what you don't know i say that all the time <laughs> you, know, you don't know what you don't know and so you just take those opportunities and you go okay what can i learn from this and it's very hard when it's your own cat because we're cat moms you know it's very personal we have a lot of emotional investment here and so it's very challenging for pet parents to kind of stay, step back and be that objective observer and being able to think things through without that emotional attachment. And I guess that's what I'm good at because it's that not makes sense. Bad, but my heart goes out to them and I, I'll, I'll do everything for my clients. I mean, ask my, you've talked to my clients, you know, <laughs> I was just gonna say, you, know. <laughs> you are getting us right in the heart because yes, we've said the same things when we talk to someone sometimes before we've delivered a plan, sometimes after we've delivered the plan, but they haven't even implemented it yet. We've seen tears. We've seen people let out a sigh. Yeah. It sounds like they've held their breath for two months. I actually get misty thinking about it. So I'm going to start it, but you know, that is the huge, and we can attest to your efficacy, if nothing else, <laughs> because we have spoken to a couple of your clients who yeah, have said, and, and I said, it's a sign, right? I said to Rita, it's a sign when the second one hit us up and she just, Boy, she adores you, honey. Oh, she would be lost sweet. without you. The situation is beyond stressful and she is ready to lose it. And you have been her guide and her rock in advising her. We have seen what you have done. I wish I knew about you while, when Lovey was sick. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's so many things. And I, you hit a, you hit a nerve with one. I, it's out there. I don't know if you've seen it, but we did a um, video review of the two crazy cat ladies meow mist. Oh, we love that stuff. I have enough. I, yeah, we we live and die by that stuff for humans. It's a mini commercial, like, right? Oh, I'm nice. like, we we have bottles everywhere. There's one of the kids. Linda carries it in her purse. Okay, I do. It's good. We went on vacation. My daughter got a hive. I was like, here, you know. <laughs> But my FIV cat Kismet broke out in some weird bumps all over the place. He was losing his mind, itching himself 24 seven. Of course, the doctor and I all respect the vets, love my vets, love them. But they didn't know what it was. They just assumed it was an autoimmune response to something. Right. And the only answer they had was you called it steroids. Yeah. His liver is already not a hundred percent. It's not dangerous, but it's not a hundred percent from his FIV. And I didn't want to put that stress on him. And also you can't take that forever. No. On a whim, just because I thought, eh, maybe it'll help a little. That $17 bottle cleared the problem up. It's completely. on sale for 15 something right now. Yes. And it's natural. I mean, when you find something like that, that yeah. you don't have, right? That's why we did the review. And I was like, ladies, you fixed my cat. You know, you know? Pam, I was reading about Snow Bear on your website and you yeah. said the same thing about the steroids and the liver issues. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be on a, a cat doesn't need to be on a steroid the rest of his life because it's immune suppressive. 
So he can't mount an immune response, a normal immune response when it's necessary. And it damages organs, including the liver. It's very toxic over time. And vets know this, but I just think they just, they're just not educated and it, it's not in their toolbox. Exactly. You know? They're working with the tools. It's they not have. a wheelhouse that they're just, they have to go seek out that kind of alternative education and continuing education. And, and, you know, a lot of times I've had vets even say this to me before. It's because my client asked me about such and such product or such and such modality. And that made me go dig into it and learn about it. Or they bought them the equipment to use on their cat. I said, but you have to go learn how to use it. I will buy it for you. And that's how they got them into something. And the vets like talk about, you know, that's like a big sign from the universe saying you need to learn this. Definitely. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm giving you the opportunity. It's nice that they're sometimes open enough to take yeah. that kind of advice because sometimes yeah. they're not. I love yeah. my veterinarian. He's awesome. But oftentimes his answer is just take it day by day because he doesn't know what else to do. They don't know. And I don't know everything, but the What's interesting about what I do is I use muscle testing. Y'all are familiar with muscle testing? I've actually had that done. Yes, that is bizarre. So you tap into the body's innate wisdom through the body's own nervous system and ask the body questions and you can find out where are the stressors, where are the blocks, what are the trapped emotions, what are the foods that are resonating as stressors, where's the sensitivity at? Are there viruses that resonate? Are there vaccines that resonate? And you can start to just narrow things down and figure out where's the root cause of whatever issue is going on. And then you'd muscle test to figure out, well, what does the body need to get back into balance? And a lot of times that is stop doing something that's contributing to the problem and continue things that are doing, doing well and helping the problem. But we need to add a few little tools here and there and, you know, to, to support systematically or systemically, you know, for targeted support for a time and let's just work, you know, it takes time for the body to heal. So, you know, I don't tell clients it's, it's not a quick fix sometimes, but I will tell you what on the emotional side of the energy clearing work that I do, they'll come home and they'll, they'll look at their cat, something will be different. And then they'll say, did you work on my cat? Just, you know, whatever. And I'll say, yeah, she goes, I could tell because he's different. Now he's relaxed. Something was changed. They can see the changes almost immediately from just simple energetic clearings. Linda, you need to get her to work with Deadpool. I was just thinking about, I have the world's biggest jerk of a cat that, Oh no. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, when you have that baby and you say, it's lucky you're so cute because you barf on me every five seconds. Yeah. It's lucky yeah. he's a cat because otherwise, but yeah, and we, uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen. And when I first started, something was going wrong with my body. I knew this. Nobody knew what the problem was. And then things started happening. So they started treating the things. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, when we were talking, Rita, Rita brought it up. I don't normally talk about my colon, but I actually had my entire large intestine removed. Oh, wow. When we were talking to the two crazy cat ladies, we mentioned it briefly. And my small intestine is hooked up to the exit so that, yeah, (laughs) anyway, it's not without its problems, but at least it solved the fact that things could move, moving forward, move forward, move forward. I get a spinal stimulator implanted in my back, move forward, move forward, move forward. I'm on narcotics. I'm on, guess what? I have a mess. 
I have gotten rid of, well, that thing still needs to be removed by back. And of course my surgery cannot be undone, but I have gotten rid of all the narcotics and things that they gave me and I'm working with it holistically. And there's so much more that I still want to learn, but I did go to a holistic practitioner at our uh, health food store and she held up these bottles and tested my muscles and I'm an incredibly skeptical person. Okay. You cannot sell me a bridge or a lake or a swamp. <laughs> you can't. I'm not that girl. Unless there's a cat like, on it. If there's a cat on the bridge, you might buy it. I'll pay all the money in the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she did the thing and oh, this. And she held these bottles with these things on it. And I'm thinking, this is, that is what, ridiculous. Is that what you do for it the works. cats, Pam? Is that what you do? Like that? Well, since everything I do is remote, so I use a picture of the cat. The same energy can't be limited. It's not restricted by time or distance. So the same image of the cat is the same energy that I can tap into as if that cat was sitting right in my lap. Physical picture? Or can you do it on the computer? Oh, I can do it. I can use a picture online. Really? I can use a picture on the phone. This is really woo-woo that you, you're going to laugh. I love it. I can, I can think of the, the cat in my head and test. I just have to have it in my head because again, it's energy. It's all connected. Yeah. That's what we're saying. I mean, we're seeing proof. There's, there's no denying it. We just don't know a lot about it, but we spoke to an animal communicator some time ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leslie Nace. Mm -hmm. And she was good. And she gave us a meditation that we could do where I am in my mind. I do it every night. I pick one cat. And I connect with them and send them love. And I feel it. I don't know. You can tell me I'm wrong, but I feel it. No, it is. Because we're such tangible creatures, we tend to rely on our vision instead of our spirituality. Our spiritual eye is much broader and deeper and greater than our actual physical eyes. We have to just learn to see what that spiritual eye, that heart-centered eye, you know, instead of only what we can see in front of us, because it is so much more vast than what we can see. Does what you do help with um, their most behavior issues in cats come from anxiety? So are there things you do to help lighten the anxiety in a cat or things we can do every day so our cats are less anxious? I always go back to why is there anxiety? Is it interrelationship? Is it hierarchy? Is it your pet parent is now working outside of the home all the time and they were working in the home all the time? Has there been changes in the house? I have a, a new client that I just started working with and the owner, she was rescued off of the street in like, a, they thought she was feral, but she was friendly. So it's apparent she would, somebody owned her at one I'm time. Sure. You know, because she was not your typical feral cat. And this person who picked her up recognized that she was, she didn't belong out there. You know, she was trying to fend for herself. And so that person brought her all the way to her sister in Texas. And a year and a half later, you know, she has these episodes. It looks like anxiety, you know, separation, almost like a separation anxiety. Sure. She was describing it to me. And I said, it sounds like a band. She might have abandonment issues, you know? And so I was doing my evaluation on her and trying to find all the, you know, emotional blocks and things like that. Abandonment was the first thing that came up. <gasps> yeah. So 
I was able to actually identify and clear energetically an event because that's something that that I've been trained to do is you can tap into you know and ask can we clear an event that's holding her back creating blocks from her well-being or whatever and there was an event so I was able to determine that it was an, a spiritual and a relationship related event between two pet parents and herself that happened about 18 months ago and that's about the time that she was found and the emotions that were attached to that were abandonment and sorrow and discarded and things like that. So yeah, she has abandonment issues. So when, when the mama went out of town for a few days and left her by herself overnight, she was just ripping her fur out and just lick, lick, lick. And just, you know, till she was, you know, bloody and stuff. self-soothing. Yeah. And, it, and she had some over vaccination issues as well that were contributing to something that looked like FHS. Right. No, so that's immune confusion and that's emotional trauma from abandonment. So I always try to go back to find the root cause of something, you know? And if there's inter house aggression, I mean, you guys are the experts, you know, it could be from a feral cat that's outside waving his tail going, yes. you know. We see that quite oh, a bit right, right here by your front door, you know, so there is a huge crossover. I mean, that's the first thing. What has changed in your household around the time changed? this started? Did someone yeah. move in? Did someone move out? Did someone die? Did blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Even really new furniture that. can do it. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Intruder uh, alert. Yeah. Intruder alert. And yeah. Yeah. A new kitten or like you said, even a cat passing. It shifts the family hierarchy. You see that. You see it within days. My daughter's cats. When like one my, my son-in-law passed. Oh, I'm sorry. Just like, no, it's yeah, okay. an ambulance came and took him away. And for 26 days, sorry. Ah, we ah. wait while he's in the hospital. <laughs> Go together, honey. While he's in the hospital on the in a coma. And we're just trying to run back over to Nikki's apartment and feed them. And they're not getting any attention. So, and Nikki starts staying here. Cause actually we all had COVID at that time. So yeah. we're all here. So basically dad disappeared. Mom just left. What the heck? And yeah. then after he passed, we brought one over. There's no room to separate him. in. it was against all everything I know from behavior school, but we had to do what we had to do. So we tried to bring one over and then one over. And then I said, I can't leave one alone. So we just brought two. We saw, especially Inky, that cat roamed the halls at night and cried. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. That's yeah. just heart-wrenching. And one oh yeah, daddy son. never came home. So they don't understand yeah. why. Where is he? Yeah, they feel like they were just discarded and abandoned and, and left. Didn't have the chance to say goodbye. It, right. It, <laughs> I know, I know. It's and people don't realize how sensitive cats are. They're so sensitive. They're so in tune. They're so insensitive. And they, I mean, they smell stress on the, you know, if, if we're high they stress, take it they on. smell that cortisol on us, they take it on. They mirror their pet, their pet parents' ailments sometimes. And sometimes they even develop ailments because they're trying to show their pet parent, hey, you have this problem. And the pet parents unaware until one day they go to the doctor and they realize that they get the diagnosis and they're like, oh, that's funny because my cat has that too. <laughs> and the exactly. cat's like, hello, <laughs> I'm trying try to tell you. No, I know. The one and only UTI I ever had, my cat Precious had one too. So I'm like, how? Oh. I mean, 
I don't even know how that's possible. It was very odd. Very odd. Well, we know that stress and anxiety can bring on ailments. We know, I mean, no one will argue that stress and anxiety cause heart attacks and strokes. Yeah. It can cause a myriad of issues beyond that. Yeah. And why would our cats be any different, right? And even the people that, even the cats that don't appear to be grieving, my daughter tends to wear my son-in-law's shirts. She was wearing one yesterday that referred to her as the best cat dad ever, but um, <laughs> she wears his shirts. And so she took it off and, you know, cats can smell things. Oh, yeah. All four of her cats, she threw it on the floor. All four of her cats migrated. They still laid on that there. shirt. Oh, wow. And it was like, yeah, it's like, you know, Inky was very obvious. Those of you watching the YouTube version are going to watch me ugly cry now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even the ones that didn't show Inky was very obvious in his grief, but even the other ones migrated to that shirt. And we realized this is more powerful than we knew. They grieve for each other too. Yes, definitely. That's true. And I've had a friend of mine who had a cat pass in his home and it was like one of the, we don't even know why it's like one day she seemed a little off the next day she passed away and he came home and there she is and you know whatever but then one of his other cats passed away that were brothers one was in and the one who was still living he was he was trying to show him before he had to take him out you know bury him or whatever and the cat just kind of like ran off and he's like I can't believe he's so insensitive. This is his brother. And I'm like, cats grieve differently. Just because you think he's being aloof and indifferent doesn't mean that he's not grieving. He's just showing in a different way. And so I did my muscle testing and, and energy work and everything. And I was able to determine grief showed up as a big emotion for him. Okay. I said, see, you just didn't recognize it because it didn't look like what you thought it should look like. It's like what I went through with Sadie in trouble, Linda, in my book. My Sadie died. She was very, and it was it was sort of expected, but not at that time. She had ventral septal defect. She died. I came home and found her. And her best pal, Trouble, was hiding in the closet and won't come out. He must have been next to her when she, we think she had a heart attack. And he just was never the same after that. His whole personality changed. And he was brokenhearted until the day he died yeah. five years later. That's so great. It's just, it's so heartbreaking that it just goes to show you how, how sensitive they are and how emotional, what emotional creatures they really are. And they want to just be here to support us and love us and help carry our burdens. And, you know, it's just up to us to take those blinders off and just look at things through their eyes. And what do we need to do to support them in a way that is meaningful to them? and understand them, which is probably why you guys are so successful because you do that so well. Thank you. Yes, I hope. Thank you. I do. I can't say that I got the gift of being an animal communicator, but I am obsessed with cats and their body language and how they work. Most fascinating creatures on the planet. I, I dare you to argue with that one. And in learning, I have learned to watch their signals, their signs that you should back off because they don't always just, you know, growl or hiss. Maybe they're just right. licking their lips a little bit or, you know, so I'm feeling, and we do grasp, I think the brevity of the emotional impact that they have. They're not, they're not what people sometimes assume they are. And so mm -hmm. we often use analogies in our sessions to relate. Imagine if you were, you know, dropped in a foreign country, what it couldn't speak language, whatever, man, your family disappeared, whatever it is yeah. to fit to that, to help them to relate to what their cat's feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's always lessons to be learned. 
Yeah, it's true. Linda likes to say cats, cats teach consent too. So really everybody who has kids should, their kids should be raised with a cat because they teach you. Is they it do. okay to touch them? Is it not okay to touch them? You know, dogs are easy. They're like all over you all the time, <laughs> but <laughs> they wear their hearts on their sleeves. You have to cats seek permission from a cat. That's true. Yeah. That's I said when, when I'm elected president of the United States, I really don't want that job, but I will have a mandate that everyone must have a cat in their home, especially if they're raising children, because this is how to learn to pay attention to others and to read their signs and to respect their boundaries and that they don't have to scream no or push you away in order for them to be saying no and that you need to be aware of that. And if you can teach your children to read the cat, they can move that on to the humans in their lives, right? Absolutely. There's, it's just always great to raise pets with children. They learn, they're great teachers. They it's really great, are. It's a great, great way to teach responsibility and caring for, you know, a living soul. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? A living soul that's just as important as ours. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Rita, I'm sure we're at the 30 area or the halfway <gasps> point or Shoot, past. we need to take well a break. Past, oh my gosh. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Tune in next week to part two of this episode of 19 Cats and Counting. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.